to a meaningful marketplace. I'm Sarah Massoni from Oregon State University's Food Innovation Center, where I've helped countless dreamers launch their new food products. It's the science of taking a food delight from the kitchen to mass manufacturing and still keeping its great taste. That's what I do. I've been called the woman with the million-dollar palate, although I haven't tried to cash that check yet. Listen in weekly for real-life stories. Sarah Marshall, owner of Marshall's Hot Sauce and author of Preservation Pantry, modern canning from root to top and stem to core. I love inspiring business owners to get started on their journeys, encouraging folks to be part of their local community, and I'm excited to help business owners tell their stories. Join us as we explore the journeys of women entrepreneurs in the food and beverage industry. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Masonia Marshall Meaningful Marketplace. This is Sarah Masoni of Oregon State University's College of Agricultural Sciences Food Innovation Center. Sarah Marshall is off delivering product to customers today, being that entrepreneur includes deliveries. So I wish her the very best and we'll hang out with her real soon. I'm so glad that everyone joined us today. And I think it's important for us to be here with stories of hope for our listeners. And thanks for believing and joining us to hear those stories of female food entrepreneurs. I do have some food news for us today. And I'm a little bit saddened. There was a food cart explosion in downtown Portland over the weekend. Thankfully, no one was hurt, but a lot of folks were impacted, though. Remember when you're working with propane to check your connections? and blow out all your pilot lights when you leave them unattended. For the safety of your business and those around you, keep everyone in and those folks that were in the accident in your thoughts as they sort out and take their next steps to recovering what was lost. On a happy note, Oregon Entrepreneur Network is getting ready for the Oregon Angel Food Announcement coming up on September 17th with an in-person marketplace and pitch finale, final, finalists, wow, finalist pitch for $200,000 investment tickets are available to attend at the OEN website. That same weekend, September 17th and 18th from 11 to 5 p.m., My People's Market is happening at the bridge lot next to OMSI. Lots of fun activities, food tents, and maker stage. Sounds like the FIC will be giving out potatoes. Thanks to the Oregon Potato Commission, stop by and get yourself a spud. OSU is also a sponsor of this great community uh, get-together, so make sure and stop by. If any of our food friends out there have an announcement to make, please contact us through our website. Submit it through startupradionetwork.com. Or you can message us on Instagram at Masonia Marshall. We love to help spread the news about your food. I am not alone today in the studio. I am joined by a very special guest. I have Hannah Joden of Miss Hannah's Popcorn here today with me. Hannah, I am so glad that you joined me. And I want to help connect our listeners to your popcorn company via social media and your website. Can you tell us? what your links are for Instagram, Facebook, website. Absolutely. I'm so excited to be here today. Thanks for having me. Sure. Um, Our Instagram is probably the most up-to-date. We push everything through over there to the Facebook, so you can see everything on both. Nice. You can find us at Miss Hannah's Popcorn. 
popcorn. Pretty easy. And then our website is the same, misshannaspopcorn.com. And if people would like to buy your products, how do they, do they do that? To buy our products, you can go into either of our storefront locations. One is at Bridgeport Village, and the other is out here in Newburgh in Wine Country, which is also our production facility. We are at various retailers that we wholesale to across the Northwest. So some of those are going to be local markets and uh, market of choice, as well as on our website. You can order and ship across the country with a handwritten note, misshannaspopcorn.com. That's wonderful. Can you tell us how it all got started? Was it because of you? Well, Sort of. It was named named after me. Yeah, it's named after you. Yeah. Named after me for sure. Honestly, it was started, I think, the way a lot of entrepreneurs get started. You got to make a buck somehow. So um, my parents uh, have always been in food. Uh, They managed and worked in restaurants growing up. So they have always loved food and loved serving people really good food. Mm. And my mom always loved stopping at the kettle corn booth, no matter what event we were at growing up. So kind of a marriage of those two things, as well as a suggestion from a friend of, hey, popcorn doesn't seem like a hard thing. Why don't you guys go try to make some um, as kind of a side hustle sort of a vibe? And so we kind of started out that way. We started out in the Salem Center Mall in a kiosk. And that was honestly not super productive for us. Um, But that was how we started out with an electric kind of movie theater style popper Mm. making kettle corn. And one little batch at a time. Yeah. One little batch at a time. It was like four ounces of kernels. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. An ounce of oil or something constantly making popcorn. Um, and it would take a couple of batches to make our largest so one bag. Yeah. Made. Yeah. I bet it made the mall smell really good though. Oh yeah. They loved, they loved having us. It was very fun. But from there mm-hmm. we bought some outdoor festival equipment, uh, mm-hmm. propane flame and got into a couple of local, um, summer markets and started doing that. And realized that that's where we were really going to develop and create a following and make a greater profit as well in a shorter amount of time. So we started doing that. And then really things took off when we got into the Portland Farmer's Market in the park blocks. Mm. And that is when we kind of had our first taste of consistent customers and um, some buy-in from a community about our product. and. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, they suggested flavors and we worked in partnership with that original group of people who bought our product and we were so thankful for them. So, yeah. And I remember your parents coming into the food innovation center quite a few years ago and sitting in the office with me and having me taste the popcorn and answer questions. So you, before the show started, you're saying that you've heard my name before what how does your how does your family use my name in production I have a feeling it's because maybe I told them to do something a certain way or something like that can you tell me what it was yeah I think um honestly that first meeting that they sat and had with you and had you taste some of our different flavors and some of our products 
um, really kickstarted a lot of where we're at now and kind of some of the believing in ourselves a little bit more than just as a kettle corn booth on the corn, the street corner at a festival. Um, and that was really where we got to dream a little bit bigger. I think by having, uh, someone like you say, yeah, this is a really good product and people would definitely buy this on a store shelf. And here's Mm -hmm. how you're, here's some things and some pointers that you would need to get there. And we're there now. And we're so thankful for that initial conversation and and encouragement from you. Um, but yeah, hearing your name growing up has been more so over the last probably five to eight years. Um, Mm -hmm. probably since that initial conversation with you where, it was, well, we're never going to get, uh, that was, it became my mom's dream to be able to see our product on a grocery store shelf. That's great. We are so excited to be able to say that we have that now. And so we're just continuing to see what more grocery stores we can. If I remember correctly, your mom was working on a strawberry popcorn. Maybe was it true? Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell us about the strawberry popcorn? I would love to. Yeah. We have a strawberry balsamic flavor Mm. and, um, that is one of our more unique initial flavors that we had come up with that seemed really out of the box. Mm. And, um, it's really good. And one of the things that my mom has always kind of pushed forward for us as we develop new flavors is that we're going to try to use, um, real to the best of our ability as real of ingredients as we can source nice um something that came from a real food somewhere Mm. um, not from a lab and so that is something that strawberry balsamic really is it's freeze-dried real strawberries so it has real strawberries in it yeah yes and um it kind of has somewhat of a cult following it's turned into a seasonal flavor because it turns out um we can't really get strawberries all year round so um when do you when can people get the strawberry balsamic in the spring or summer or fall or um when is the season for that yeah it's may usually may through september nice so if they hurry up they might be able to get some yeah if they hurry up you can get some (laughs) from one of our stores or our website all right so how long have you actually been involved in the business Great question. I've been involved in the business all of my life. Your whole uh, life. <laughs> my whole life. Yeah. Well, we started Miss Hannah's back when I was seven. Okay. So, um, most of my remembering life has involved the popcorn business in some capacity. Okay. Um, I obviously went off to high school, and um, but it was my primary side job all through middle school, high school, uh, my brother, my older brother and I were homeschooled growing up. Oh, okay. So there was a very fluid incorporation of us and our education with the entrepreneurial mindset that my parents oh, had and how didn't to know that. Yeah. So really unique upbringing. I've worked most of my life bagging popcorn, understanding, um, health and food safety code, as well as how to really engage with customers and um, express the love and excitement and joy for this product that I have and that my family had in order to sell a lot of it. So I've been involved for a very long time. Full-time though, I graduated from Oregon State. Go Beavs. Oh, go Beavs. Yeah. What's your degree in? 
it's actually in um, human development and family sciences. Oh, leadership minor. Yeah. So I was pursuing actually a career in full-time Christian ministry. Nice. And um, I got to live into that for a couple of years and really felt a pull on my heart to come back back to the popcorn business for Mm. a season. So I became full-time after I graduated from Oregon state in 2015. I went off and did a year with the career I was pursuing Um, And then I came back in 2017 and that was around the same time that we had opened our first store at Bridgeport village. Okay. And so essentially I was hired on full-time at that point to be involved in a way that was kind of almost like a very unique job description for me. What is your job description? At that point in time, I was essentially like a consultant of how to turn our booth festival style business into an all the time operation that didn't require somebody from my family to be present in order for it to be to standard. Because at that point in time, we were making everything on site at Bridgeport Village out of a little, very small kiosk Mm -hmm. with our outdoor festival kettle and everything. So we had to equip all of these part-time to full-time employees to make our product correctly, to package it correctly, and to sell it correctly. So it was quite the operation. I helped create some systems to make that possible without one of us Jodens being present to oh, make good. operate. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm going to take a quick break so we can hear from our sponsor. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about the type of popcorn you use. So hold on. Market of Choice is a proud sponsor of the Meaningful Marketplace because we believe in the power of local entrepreneurs, so much so that we carry more than 7,000 locally made, raised, farmed, and harvested foods in our stores. Our passion is to help local makers, farmers, ranchers, and fisher folks realize their potential through programs that help them succeed. Thank you, Market of Choice. All right. Well, it's really cool to hear that this has been part of your life and that you heard a calling of the popcorn in your in your ears. So now tell us, what is the type of popcorn that you use? I think you use a really big kernel of popcorn, if I'm not mistaken. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, we use what's called mushroom popcorn. Mm. And it is not genetically modified at all. Okay. It is, however, highly pollinated. So highly pollinated. What does yes. that mean? So you have bigger bees, just more bees, more bees, lots more bees. Yeah. Huh. So essentially we actually, as part of my homeschooling upbringing, visited the farm that we get our product from. Whoa. Yeah. It was very cool. We met Where the, is it? the farm, Nebraska. Okay. I was just talking to somebody about Nebraska and corn. That's capital for corn. Yes, it absolutely is. Lots of cornfields. And so even I remember all the way back then, I was probably about 10, 12 years old. And the farmer was explaining how they get the popcorn so big. And he was explaining the pollination. I remember having to articulate it and essentially put it in layman's terms for my family to understand. And so- I'm Can quite tell us? explaining it. I'd love to. Okay, yeah. tell us. So 
essentially, if you think about like your microwave popcorn or the standard popcorn, you, you can pull off the shelf and pop on the stove at home. Mm-hmm. That's what's called butterfly popcorn. Butterfly okay. is just a fancy way of saying we have no idea what shape this corn is going to take once. It oh. um, say that's pollinated 10 times. They send bees over it 10 times to be sure that, in, that it gets plump and big enough. Well, if that's pollinated 10 times, mushroom popcorn has pollinated a hundred times. Whoa. So, yeah. So they send way more bees over it, way more times um, to essentially maximize how big that kernel can pop. And that's the difference between butterfly or any standard kernel that you see of popcorn as opposed to mushroom popcorn. And one of the ways that we make sure that it's really uniform in the way that it pops is the heat at which it's cooked. And that's really only attainable with our propane flame that we use. So um, you had mentioned that you're manufacturing the popcorn in Newburgh. Can you tell us a little bit about what your manufacturing place is like? Absolutely. Our manufacturing facility used to actually be a auto body shop. Oh, we took it over in the summer of 2020 and it was full of tractors when we first walked through it. Wow. So yeah, it was a labor of love to kind of turn it into an FDA approved food kitchen. Mm -hmm. Um, and we are proud to say that that's what it is. Um, which is very cool. Um, so it kind of looks like a garage when you're driving by right here on 99 on your way from Newburgh to Dundee Mm. on your way to the beach, you'll pass right by us. It's a big black building on 99 Mm -hmm. and, um, it's got a bunch of garage doors and that makes it really easy for loading things in and out. But Um, Our production facility needed to be either in Yamhill or Marion County Mm -hmm. because these two counties allow for us to put a propane tank on the outside of the building and pipe it inside the building. Okay. Clackamas, Washington, Multnomah counties do not allow that to be the case. Okay. We had to come out here in in the rural part of the state um, to allow for that. And that's one of the things that as we continue to grow and distribute and do all of these things, package our popcorn differently, we won't change the fact that it's popped over a propane flame. It's interesting that I just talked about the accident downtown Portland. Propane needs to really be managed very carefully, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yes. It's a safety issue. You probably have really good safety programs in place for managing propane. Yes, we have to. We have to be sure that everybody knows what they're doing and that they're keeping everybody safe. So I saw that you have 25 employees. Is that a real number still or do you have more? Yeah, it's it fluctuates with um, the students that we employ here out at George Fox and also some high school students as well. So it fluctuates. Most of those people are part time, but we have hung out in the range of 20 to 35 since um, opening this facility uh, in late 2020. Holiday season of 2020 is when we opened our production facility, which is also a retail space. So between the two retail teams and the kitchen team, we hang out around 25 employees, which is pretty exciting considering it used to just be my family. Can you tell us a little bit about what it would be like to be one of your popcorn workers? Absolutely. 
Um, we tend to focus on the joy of popcorn, not getting too stressed about it because it's so fun. Yeah. And um, involving everybody in the process of creating and developing new flavors, make sure we all love it. But on the day to day working on the kitchen team specifically, you obviously get training in all sorts of safety protocols, food safety and otherwise. But you could pop the popcorn with a big wooden paddle and be the one stirring it and dumping it out. You could be one of the people um, scooping it into a bag. We also still currently hand scoop, hand seal, and hand label our product. So there are a lot of humans involved in our process, which is something we're really proud of. Yeah, that's nice to include people in that fun atmosphere now okay so how do you keep people from eating too much popcorn sort of like lucille ball in a chocolate shop that's just part of our food um food safety things we have in place but we do allow a free bag of the week so the intention is to make sure you're trying all of our flavors we have about 25 all the time flavors whoa that's a lot i know and anywhere from two to six seasonal flavors in in addition to any given season. Wow. So the intention is for employees to be able to be part of representing our brand and sharing it with people and and enjoying it at home and sharing it with loved ones as well. So so managing that many flavors, that's a really big job. Are you involved in that part of the business or what is it that you're, you're doing? Yeah. So my role now, I'm actually president and CEO. Wow. Yeah. That's a big congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I went back to school and got my MBA part-time at George Fox University. Oh, good job. Thank you. In 2020. And a lot of things have grown and scaled since we opened that first shop in 2016 at Bridgeport Village. And so Um, Wholesale has played a huge role in that and getting our food labeled properly for resale. Um, We had to have a certified kitchen to be able to do that. And before we were only able to, we were the only ones who were able to sell our products since it wasn't labeled for resale. And so um, my main role is um, to equip our managers to prepare our teams to keep um, the quality high and to continue to innovate and be really excited about the product that we serve and to do that in a really um, excited and genuine way, both from the retail side of things all the way to developing of new flavors and communicating with our customers on social media across the nation. We have a following. And um, so kind of a, a visionary sort of a, a venture that my role is now and being able to um, implement things across the board. That's cool. We're going to take one more quick break for a sponsor. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what it's like to settle into brick, brick and mortar locations. Okay, Hannah, you just said that you now have a location at Bridgeport Village. Can you tell us about that? How did you design that place and what does it feel like when you walk in the doors? So our shop at Bridgeport Village for a long time was one of those kiosks in the center. And we actually no longer make our product on site there anymore now that we have a kitchen and everything gets made in our facility um, out here in Newburgh. So 
the kiosk was one of those spaces that, yeah, we just welcomed people into. And the whole idea was to be essentially overwhelmed with how much popcorn you walked into. Um, so much so that you just can't, you can't pick just one, but it also kind of feels like you walked into a place you're really well known and really welcomed, mm-hmm. um, almost like grandma's <laughs> kitchen and, Obviously, we can't run out and hug every single person that walks in, but we kind of have incorporated in all of our retail spaces um, the excitement we initially felt when we did transition our business from that kiosk in the mall Mm -hmm. at Salem Center to being a festival-based business and the excitement that our family would feel when a passerby would choose to walk up to our business over the other tens of hundreds in the space that they, that they could spend their dollar at. And so trying to communicate the excitement um, to our team is one of the biggest things we really try to create an environment of um, positivity and joy around our popcorn for not only our employees, um, but obviously, especially the guests that walk through the door, whether it's their 10th time, their hundredth time, or their first time in the door at Miss Hannah's. Now, when somebody comes to Bridgeport Village, where how do they know where you are? <clears throat> what are you next to? That's a great question. We just got moved. So okay. we're in a kiosk, but Bridgeport is doing a whole renovation. It's going to be beautiful when it's done. Mm, that's fun. Lots of much more uh, outdoor weather-friendly spaces for the winter time mm. around here. I'm excited for those this winter, but... We are right across from Tender Loving Empire, actually. Mm, okay. And we are um, next to Dosha Salon and what's our other neighbor? We're right by Barnes & Noble and Crate and & Barrel. We're in that kind of side. In that kind there. of area. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. All right. So can you tell everyone what a pop star is? I would love to. Being a pop star is what my mom her name's Linda. Linda has always referenced the people who work for Miss Hannah's popcorn as pop stars. She thought it was so clever. Um, and it is, it's very fun. So being a pop star is just, um, really taking ownership of the brand and being excited about it, whether you suggest, um, a new way of doing things and it turns into an actual system that we create, we're just figuring it out as we go. And so pop stars is what we refer to our team as um, fondly. And yeah, just a communication of the ownership that this is a small business, even though we're growing and it's an invitation to participate as much as you want. That's very nice. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about developing your company values and what they are and what they mean to you? Absolutely. Over the years, being a family-based small business that has heavily relied on the support of our friends and family and community to continue for a long time there, we needed our friends to buy our popcorn, and we really did um, to survive. And that was true again in 2020 with the shutdown of our shop at Bridgeport. Um, And because of all the support of people, we uh, survived and are actually thriving on the other side of it, which we're so thankful and grateful for. Um, So one of our biggest values is community and invitation and creating an environment of honor for our 
team, first and foremost, um, for everyone to be included, no matter your level of ability um, or experience with food. Um, we try to be as, um, if someone's willing to learn, we are willing to teach and we are excited um, for people to take ownership of what Miss Hannah's is about, which is that excitement and that joy. And it's just popcorn. At the end of the day, we can't get stressed about it. It's just a fun thing. It's an extra mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. It's something that um, brings joy to people. And so we try to keep it lighthearted when things get stressful, as you know, being an entrepreneur. Yes. So um, you said that you have customers all across the U.S. Do you have retailers that you ship to? Or are most of those people buying from you online or how does that happen? Most of our nationwide customers are purchasing our product online from our website directly. Yes. And um, we do have a few very seasonal or niche retailers um, that we ship directly to. One specifically is a farm market in Tennessee, and they actually found out about us by visiting uh, the Roloff Farm Pumpkin Patch a few years back. Oh, yeah. Very exciting. Um, and so they went on to, they're called Oak Grove Market, and they went on to open their own farm and store and it's open seasonally and they just had to have our popcorn, which we were so excited to have an outlet oh. seasonally in Tennessee. And so they sell our product during the summers. Which is so very you, you ship them big boxes of ba popcorn bags and we do. Yep. That's great. On an airplane all the way across. So do you have a sampling program for folks? If somebody's listening and they want to start selling your popcorn, like at, at their farm stand, what would that look like? Absolutely. We have a request, a wholesale request form on our website, misshannahspopcorn.com. And there's a drop down menu of request forms. And so you can request samples from our website or you can email wholesale at misshannahspopcorn.com. We would love to send you samples and kind of get you plugged in with what it looks like to sell our product. What other kind of fun ways do you sell popcorn? So do you go to farmer's markets still, or are you just selling from your retail locations? Well, with the shutdown of a lot of events in 2020, we did uh, shift our focus um, from pursuing events, honestly, straight over to embellishing our wholesale um, okay. department. Um, this summer, actually, we had an intern who her main focus was events. And so she... Uh, selected and worked with some local events, wineries, pop-ups. Um, that doesn't look like producing our popcorn on site anymore. We don't take a kettle with a propane tank and all the ingredients to make it on site under a 10 by 10 anymore. But we do mimic that with samples and pre-made popcorn um, that was often made same day because they make popcorn five days a week in our kitchen. Nice. And so... Um, yeah, we still have the ability to do pop-ups and we love to be involved in the community in that way, for sure. Um, is it a focus and is it a primary source of income for Miss Hannah's anymore? No, it's just really fun and a way to engage with the community. How did you figure out the shelf life of your popcorn? Trial and error. <laughs> a lot of being an entrepreneur is trial and error. And so we um, initially back in the festival days, just used poly bags that, you know, you 
twist tie with a red twist tie. And my mom has the carpal tunnel to prove it. Um, but that would be like same day, less than a week type of a type of a shelf life. Then we moved into a cellophane bag that we were heat sealing. And that was a little bit more like one to three weeks at a time, but being a clear bag, there's just not a lot you can do to Mm. protect the product since we don't add, add additional preservatives into our food itself to preserve it. Yeah. Which we are so proud of. Um, so we developed a new film that, um, we use that has a greater oxygen barrier. Um, and so now our current shelf life when it's not a hundred degrees outside and hard to maintain the heat level of the product is around three months. You said that you developed the film for the packaging material. What does that mean? Tell our listeners what you had to do. So we worked with our packaging supplier Um, and talk to them about what we could do to keep a clear film that mimicked our same dimension of bag and our same shape of bag that fit our labels the same way um, and said, what can you help us do to make this have a longer shelf life? And so they came back to us and said, we can add an additional layer called an oxygen barrier. I have no idea what they use for it. So those bags are laminated. What they do is they laminate or put different layers of materials together to make it so that oxygen and moisture can't flow through the material. So it sounds like that's what they did for you. Yeah. And it's still clear, which is really great. And I think we'll always use some form of clear packaging because it's so cool to be able to see the actual product that you'll eat as well as how full the bags are. But there is um, development that we're doing with a fully flood printed bag um, to be able to extend the shelf life out to more like a year, which wow. we decided to pursue distribution. That's, wow, that would be great. Yeah. So you have a lot of flavors you're managing. You have great packaging to get an extended shelf life, and you're looking at even better packaging to have a one-year shelf life. That's amazing. Are you going to plan to grow your manufacturing facility even bigger? We will have to, yes. Mm -hmm. And I can't wait to see what we come up with when that happens. Um, I think what will probably happen is we will take over the space that we're currently using for retail in Newberry, Mm -hmm. if I had to guess, and expand, maybe take our storage off-site um, cause we would be able to have a significantly larger kitchen if half of it wasn't storage, um, of the product itself. The thing is popcorn doesn't take up that much space in a kernel, but once you pop it, it like 10 to 20 X's its size. So as soon as you're producing it, it takes up way more space. It does. Doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if there was a story you could tell that you think would impart some wisdom for other people that might be thinking about starting a food business, what would that story be? Something that was difficult or something that wasn't difficult? Hmm. I think something that I've thought of so fondly over the 20 plus years that we have had Miss Hannah's has been the ways that we just tried things. And um, when you invite people to be part of and feel that they have a voice in 
what you're doing, their buy-in is so much higher and they'll tell you if they like something or if they don't. And so because of that, we've included a lot of our customers over the years and they definitely know they have a voice. So there have been things that they've shared with us where it's like, for instance, here's a, here's a real yeah, world. Tell us a real world. Okay. We have a flavor. It's called Hurricane. And we learned about this flavor. If you're familiar, it's a very popular flavor in Hawaii by the local. Okay. Yeah. And so it has, it's a savory popcorn, just kind of a very base level salty popcorn that has furikake on it. So toasted sesame seeds and seaweed nori flakes and some other seasonings that I don't totally understand, as well as um, mochi, like rice crunch, soy sauce flavored crackers. Mm. And we learned about this flavor well, uh, back when I was probably in middle school. We were out front of Uwajimaya at the Hawaiian festival, and we were making caramel corn and kettle corn and buttery salt and snickerdoodle probably. I don't remember how many flavors we had back then. And it was my brother and myself and my mom. And they, the attendees of this event were saying, why don't you have hurricane? And we were like, what are you saying? I don't know what that means. They were like, hurricane is a Hawaiian popcorn. And um, we said, great, we'll do it. What do we need? And so somebody ran in the store and got us exactly what we needed to make this flavor. And so we made this flavor and they were so excited about it. And over the years, we have maintained that flavor because there is a population of people that really love this flavor. And wow, I want some. Yeah, it's really, it's really good. It's very unique. And people, it often grabs people's attention of like hurricane. Why do you call it that? What's, what's that? And um, over the years, it's continued to morph and change the ingredients we use in it because we have, uh, we actually have friends who started out as customers from Hawaii who currently live in Hawaii and have 808 phone numbers even mm-hmm. that have given us feedback and said, Hey, those, those rice crackers are okay, but you should use these ones. And, mm. um, they're actually, they're called in pigeon, they're called Ada day. So use this Ada day. This is the one you can get it here. If you do that, you'll have the best hurricane ever. And I will send all my friends your way. And so there are things like that that have happened over the years where it's like, oh my gosh, you're the expert on this. I would love to make it the way you want me to make it. Please help mm-hmm. us do this That's right. Great. You prefer. So we just do that over, over time and people take ownership of the brand and feel they have a say. And we love that about it. So what is the best month of the year to sell popcorn? December. 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 Yes. Every year without fail. Holiday season is insane. It is the easiest thing to give as a gift. (laughs) Everybody likes it. Everybody likes it. Everybody likes popcorn. popcorn. I had a business coach one time tell me, so who, who would you say your target market is? Who's your, who's your customer? Who are you trying to sell to? And oh, everybody. <laughs> oh yeah. And I was trying to list a couple of people here and there. And he's like, no, everybody. everybody. Yeah, usually business advisors don't tell you that everybody is your target. I know audience. it's very unique. So it's very fun and it's a fun gift to give. And so we're very busy at Christmas and um, we just try to keep up with demand. Okay. Here. Do you do those tins at Christmas? That's actually have never done them. Um, but people keep asking. So do you think we should? I mean, there's 
there was a little popcorn company here in town. They were doing refill refillable. So if you came in the shop with your tin, you could just get it scooped full of whatever your flavor was. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if it's sustainable, but it's kind of fun. It is fun. It's very nostalgic too to have yeah. a popcorn tin, tin at Christmas. So it we'll is. have to look into it and see if we can get it in time for this holiday season. Yeah. So do you have any words of wisdom that you'd like to share? Like something you should or shouldn't do if you're starting a food business? Yeah, I think what I would tell anybody starting a food business is to not take yourself too seriously. Um, Don't take yourself too seriously and focus on what you're really good at. Um, We have tried dabbling with the idea of using a variety of snacks and, and developing a variety of snacks to sell. But what we're really good at is popcorn and that probably won't change anytime soon. So we just try to be sure to make really, really good popcorn and then we'll be fine. Our business won't need to change. And so focus on what you're really good at, what you're excited about, the thing that wakes you up in the morning. Um, And for me, I really love popcorn. I eat popcorn at home all the time. I was raised making popcorn. My parents started the business though. So for me to be excited about it, like I told you, my major is in human development. um, And I'm really excited about leadership. And so what gets me up in the morning is the fact that I get to work with people every day and have an impact on people's life every day. And it's just a bonus that I get to do that through the vessel of popcorn. That's nice. And what are some of the community things that you do through Hannah's um, popcorn that, that let you use that leadership? Yeah, I think a lot of it is um, developing young leaders, giving young people the opportunity to learn how to work. Um, We extend a lot of grace and offer a lot of training to young people to equip the next generation to be good at working. Um, and have somebody have cared about who they were developing to be if nobody else had in their life. That's one thing that we really pride ourselves in developing young leaders, as well as um, we love to contribute to local things going on in our community here in Newburgh, as well as around the Bridgeport and Portland areas um, and supporting those nonprofits and efforts developing people and their needs. Um, and often again, like I said, it's a really good gift. And so it's really easy for us to donate a gift box of popcorn to raise funds, to contribute to lots of varieties of endeavors across town. That's cool. And the last thing I want you to tell us, um, so you have 25 flavors. We talked about the hurricane. We talked about the strawberry balsamic what are five or six other really popular flavors that you have? So when people go to your website to order some popcorn, they can maybe try those flavors. What would you recommend? I would always, always, always recommend our sea salted brulee. Sea salted Mm -hmm. brulee is a flavor we came up with because a festival didn't want us to sell kettle corn because they had too many other kettle corn vendors. And my parents said, well, that just won't do. We'll do something cooler. So it's got some organic raw sugar, a little bit more raw sea salt on top with a little bit of vanilla. And 
I kind of like to call it like a stepped up version of kettle corn. That's not quite as sweet as caramel corn. So the sea salt to brulee, a lot of times when people think of Miss Hannah's, they think of sea salt to brulee mm. or um, what we call our bridge city mix, which is going to be kettle corn, caramel corn, and cheesy cheddar all mixed together. Ooh, Really good. We give Portland credit for that one, with the bridge city name. And then um, what else would I say? I really love snickerdoodle. I always have snickerdoodle mimics uh, the cookie. So cinnamon, sugar, and vanilla. That was probably one of the first flavors we developed outside of kettle corn and caramel corn. What else? C2 explosion is my brother's invention, my brother's favorite flavor. That is our caramel corn and it's coated in the cheese mixture. So Oh, very rich, but it's very similar to that cheese and caramel combo that I mentioned in the bridge city. But you get it in every single every bite. Kernel, yeah, really Does good. Does it turn your fingers orange? A little bit. Mm-hmm. Little. A little bit. Do you have just cheesy popcorn? Yes, we do. Yeah, we have cheesy cheddar, which is a blend of um, the orange and white cheddar together. So you get some depth of flavor there. And then, ooh, what I would definitely say to try, one that we came out with on National Popcorn Day this year, which is January 19th, mark your calendar, um, rosemary parm. It's ooh. really good. Yes, we created really good. that flavor in partnership with a local <laughs> winery, and it is so delicious. That's so good. Yum. Well, thank you for joining me today, Hannah. It's been very nice to get to know you. Um, Your parents chose a great name for their company because I can tell you're really vested in the idea of bringing joy with Hannah's popcorn. Thank you for having me. It's been a joy. We want to thank you for sharing your story with us today and the story of your company. We record Masonia Marshall every week. You can tune in and find us on your favorite podcast platform like iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you to our audio engineer, Alon, and our production assistant, Chelsea. If you want to be a guest on our show, you can submit that idea to startupradio.com or contact us through Instagram. Until next time, bye for now. Oregon State University's College of Agricultural Sciences and the Food Innovation Center are proud sponsors of Meaningful Marketplace. With a mission to serve all Oregonians, we are committed to giving voice to those whose food and agricultural stories are not always heard. By providing access and opportunity for a more diverse and just food system, because food brings people together. You're listening to the Startup Radio Network. Listen. Learn. Launch. 10% of our gross revenue goes directly to women entrepreneurs in developing countries around the world through Kiva's microfinance program.